What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I was in Regent's Park Moss yesterday and I picked up this wonderful little book on Islamic manners. Just wanted to share some of the contents with you. On the back cover, it says, this book is a translation of Ibn Aqil's essay on Islamic manners. And he died in 1119 AD, that's 513 of the Muslim era. It presents a significant number of commendable etiquettes Muslims are required to observe for everyday living and dealings. Ibn Akil's essay is considered to be the shortest and the earliest extant work from the Hanbali school on Islamic manners. The language employed in the translation has been kept simple, straightforward and modern to make the work accessible to everyone. And the person who undertook this work, a person called Jewel Jalil, uh, is currently reading his PhD in Arabic and Islamic studies at the University of Exeter. And I'll link to this book in the description below. And it begins with this wonderful introduction. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, my Lord, make it easy and not difficult. All praise belongs to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. May Allah's abundant blessings and peace be upon Muhammad, the last of the prophets and leader of the righteous. May Allah's blessing be upon his household and his companions until the day of judgment. This is a fragment from the chapter in Islamic manners and praiseworthy etiquettes authored by the Honourable Imam, may Allah have mercy upon him. So the first little heading is entitled Greetings, Salaam. The walking person initiates the greeting for the seated person and the person in a vehicle initiates the greeting for those walking or sitting. It is recommended to initiate the greeting. If a person gave the greeting from a group of walking people or from a group of people in a vehicle, the greeting of that single person will suffice on behalf of that group. Similarly, if only a person, in other words an individual, from a group of seated people replied to the greeting, it will suffice on behalf of that group. So clearly here the idea is that we don't have a whole crowd of people shouting out at the same time. A, a single person from amongst that group can represent and suffice on behalf of that group. He continues. The formula for the greeting is Salaamu Alaikum. 
And the reply is, salam. The extra phrase recommended to be added is, It is not recommended to add beyond these phrases in the greeting. It is recommended for the one initiating the greeting to limit it to Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullah because this will allow the replying person to answer with a better phrase than the initiator of the greeting. Such wonderful etiquette here. Now, slightly more serious, it is reprehensible to give the greeting to young women. Giving greetings to them necessitates a reply and listening to their voices, which can lead to temptations. Is it not so that many voices have led people to temptations and passion? There is no problem giving greetings to senile women and women who openly deal with men, as there is no notion of temptation from hearing their voices. Out of necessity, the women who openly deal with men require the greeting to be given to her and similarly the acceptance of her reply. So I assume here the references in, in business and trade and transactions between people. It is permissible for a witness to look at a woman's face so long as, so as to memorize her features and establish the witnessing. Similarly, it is permissible for goldsmiths, spinners of wool, or anyone else to look at the face of women who do business with women in the trading industry. There is no problem greeting women to teach them manners which make it beloved to them and accustom them to good social practices. The next section is entitled Shaking Hands, Hugging, Kissing and Standing Up for Others. It is recommended for men to shake hands. However, it is not permissible for men to shake the hands of young women as this will arouse temptations and desires. There are no problems in hugging a person. Likewise, it is permissible to kiss the head or the hand of those of religiosity, knowledge or an advanced age spent in Islam. I like this, this paragraph I like. It is recommended to stand up for just rulers, parents and religious personalities, that is, personalities of piety and knowledge and individuals of noble nature and descent. Besides the aforementioned, it is not recommended to stand for anyone else. Wow. Next part is listening to private conversations. It is not befitting for a person to get into people's secrets or conversations that others did not include him in. It is not permissible to listen to the conversations or the consultations rather of a group of people. So no eavesdropping, no spying on people. If a person keeps looking around during a conversation, this should be treated as a private conversation. In this scenario, it becomes obligatory to safeguard the person's words because him looking around suggests that he is worried about people listening to his conversation. The next section is walking arrogantly. It is reprehensible to walk arrogantly. A person should walk moderately. 
Walking arrogantly is hateful to Allah. However, it is not hateful when a person walks arrogantly in front of enemy lines. So in a time of war, it's an exception. The next section is shortcomings of people. It is from noble manners to ignore any shortcomings of people and that which emanates from heedlessness. So if you do something unintentional just by not thinking about it, things which emanate from heedlessness, such as exposure of aura, that's the nakedness, the forbidden uh, exposure of certain parts of the body, and the release of gas accompanied by sound or smell. Whoever hears it should appear not to hear it, pretend to be asleep or ignore it to avoid the person from getting embarrassed. This is from noble etiquettes. The next section is permission to enter a person's residence. It is not befitting to enter into a person's residence without their permission, whether the person was a relative or someone foreign. This is to avoid catching people in inappropriate clothing that may expose their aura, their nakedness. Permission is requested three times. If permission is granted, the person can enter, but without permission, the person should not enter. Another section here on private conversations. It is prohibited for two people to have a private conversation excluding a third person who is present among them. This necessitates desolation, i.e. displeasure, and affects a person's heart. Next section, eating and drinking. When a person commences eating, it is recommended to say Bismillah. And when one ends, it is recommended to say Alhamdulillah. The person should eat with his right hand. If the food was of one type, the person should eat what is nearest to him, i.e. in front of him. And there are many more details which I'm not going to uh, repeat here. Um, I do recommend you get the book and have a look um, for these further details. The next section I'm going to read is Strong Odours, Mosques, Invitations and Rites of a Muslim. It is recommended to wash hands immediately after eating food that has strong odours. It is strongly recommended to wash them before sleep because there is a report condemning individuals who do not wash hands before sleeping due to vermin. I wonder what that report was about. It didn't say what the report was. Whoever enters the mosque for praying or for devotional seclusion, it is reprehensible for such a person to consume unpleasant vegetables such as onions, garlic and leek. The Prophet forbade from nearing the mosques after eating such vegetables. And I would, I'd imagine that here today if someone was a heavy smoker and they came in just having had a cigarette and they reeked of tobacco, I wonder if that would have, I wonder if that would be included today in this prohibition. And there are many more um, bits of advice here which I won't go all the way through. The next section is called backbiting. It is prohibited to backbite a person who conceals his sins and shameful deeds 
Allah says, do not backbite each other. That's the Quran 49.12. If an evil person is mentioned to warn others, this will not be considered as backbiting. A person can speak the truth about an evil person when inquired for marriage proposals, business partnerships and social dealings. The person who speaks about the evil individual to warn others will not be sinful, but will be rewarded for being honest. The prophet said, say regarding the evil person which will warn others of him. And there's a further subsection. Backbiting occurs when a person's shortcomings and ills are mentioned. It is done to undermine the person. So it's clear there's a different reason, a different context, a different motivation when it's done to undermine them. It is recommended to control one's tongue and speak little unless it is really necessary. It is better to use the tongue to benefit oneself and others than remain silent. This includes reading the Quran, teaching knowledge, remembering Allah, commanding good, forbidding evil, and making peace between people. The next section is clothing and beautification. It's a lovely section, clothing and beautification. Silk clothing is prohibited for men and permissible for women. This is also the case with gold jewellery. It is prohibited for, for men to wear rings containing gold, even if it contained an insignificant amount of it. It is not permissible to have pictures on clothes, nor is it permissible to have it on beddings and curtains. The prohibition pertains to images of living beings. This is owing to the prophetic report Angels do not enter a house which has pictures in it. This alludes to a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. It is not permissible for anyone to drag his garments out of pride and arrogance. It is permissible for men to use public baths as long as they cover the lower parts of their body, i.e. their aura. However, it is reprehensible for women to use public baths unless there is an excuse or a pressing need. There is no harm in colouring one's hair with henna. In fact, it is recommended. It is also recommended to colour it using katam. However, it is reprehensible to colour one's hair black. It is not permissible for a man to be in seclusion with a marriageable woman. In other words, you can't just be in a room with a, a, another woman who is a possible uh, wife. That's not permissible. It is also impermissible for two nude males or two females to share one duvet or a single lower garment. It is impermissible to purposefully attend gatherings of play and amusement, nor those which have musical instruments such as drums and wind-based instruments. The play of the duff has been singled out for weddings. A duff is like a, a drum. This is because of the prophetic report. Announce the marriage to others and play the duff. 
The next uh, section, the last section, is parents, entitled parents. Good treatment of one's parents is incumbent upon a person, wajib. Iman Ahmed was asked regarding good treatment of one's parents, and he replied, I do not say it is obligatory, fard, but it's incumbent upon a person, wajib. It is not permissible to obey them while disobeying Allah. It has been narrated from Ahmad in this matter because of the prophetic report. There is no obedience to the creation in disobedience to Allah. And there are similar reports to this one in Sahih Muslim. And in conclusion, it says, these things are a sum for manners and etiquette. And what is correct is from Allah the Exalted. So I've only read about half of these uh, wonderful sayings in Islamic manners, and I'll link to uh, the text in the description below. Till next time. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.